This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Wednesday 9th of November 2022 this evening show we are both previewing this Saturday's away fixture at Wigan and if we must go over the debacle against Middlesbrough at Bloomfield Road last night as the pool put in a turgid performance against the Teesiders or is it the Wearsiders I forget I'm John Aspinall on the Seasiders podcast Seasiders podcast match reaction show Blackpool nil Middlesbrough 3 Yeah, good evening, everybody out there again. Bet you're sick of the sight of us. Second time in what two or three days, Tim. And uh, yeah. what what fantastic circumstances to be joining us this evening after the uh, joyous occasion we witnessed at Bloomfield Road last night. It's all. It's, I was surprised you title as an extraordinary general pod, bearing in mind uh, 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 obviously last night's events. Um, it's interesting, actually, when I've, when I've posted the link, on uh, which I do on my Facebook and everything, normally I, I might get one comment. I think I've had about 20 comments about last night, in, and I only posted it like half an hour ago, and I, I think that's a, a reflection of uh, the strength of feeling um, about what we witnessed and um, and what we didn't see that we might have expected to have seen. So I'm looking forward to discussing it and, and getting hopefully getting some feedback from those who are listening in and as regards what they think. I think AVFTT has been a, uh, a, 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 a very charged atmosphere on there today. I've only had a couple of looks, but it's been, um, there's a lot of strong feeling out there, isn't there? Mm. But it's going to be uh, a, a joyous evening with a laughing emoji, as Andy Bell's just said. But to, to make it more of a joyous evening, we've got Raggy on. Clapsticks says Raggy is on, yay! So uh, you've got a fan there, Raggy. Welcome back. <laughs> you to pour me a drink in the armfield before I had to come on and say that, didn't you, Rags? Yeah, 
There'd be about 25 of them. <laughs> Flapsticks does also say Appleton out, Mansford out, and Sadler, get your cash out. <laughs> but we'll be talking about these things, uh, those issues that Clapsticks has just mentioned shortly. As I said on the intro, I had a quick chat with the uh, Wigan podcast before I came on air, so we'll play that little video clip later. But the first thing we're going to talk about is the shit show at Bloomfield Road last night, Tim. Uh, we went into this game with bated breath, shall we say, but I don't think any of us could envisage how bad it would be and was. I think the strange thing, uh, Pete's actually, um, I don't know whether I was losing Leanne, Pete's just saying, can he come on, yeah, Pete? Can, yeah. Jump on the links on the uh, the podcast group, come and join us. Um, yeah, I think what, the one thing that, uh, that really sort of resonated with me before last night was was how low of an expectation there was amongst the fan base as to what they're expecting out of the game, which isn't, you know, we're normally a reasonably optimistic bunch, aren't we? But I think there was a... Uh, there was a, a most certainly feeling amongst the crowd beforehand that that we were going to struggle, and actually the team, when you looked at it on paper, actually didn't look that bad to me. I mean, it was a little bit like you know when we did our pre-match prediction, it actually wasn't too far off from that. You know, the the care, you know, we were only about whether Carey would be fit, and it, it, well, whether he was fit, we'll come back to that. But um, he was playing, and and we had we had you know. It, I think we pretty much picked the team, didn't we? Um, we? We were not far off at all. I think we probably had Lavery in, and um, and obviously Appleton put Corbino in. But I think other than that, we were pretty much spot on. And um, so, so actually, whilst I had a negative perception beforehand, when when the, as the game started, I actually thought we might do better than I than, than I'd previously been thinking. And how wrong was I? Raggy, what was the atmosphere in the armfield like pre-match? Was it its usual boisterous self, or was there a, an air of yeah, negativity? Well, it was in the... quite quiet till about an hour before the game, really. But uh, generally, the same thing. No one was going there expecting any. I don't know. They weren't expecting a win. That's for certain. Neither was I. But when I did see the team sheet, I did go and stick twenty pound on Blackpool, <laughs> and I thought that's a better team than I thought was going to be out tonight. Maybe we've. Uh, Hold the fast one on him, but <laughs> seemingly not—a waste of twenty pound as well. Uh, you and I have lost thirty-five pounds collectively because I put fifteen quid on us to beat West Brom. How wrong I was with that as well. Tim, the team: Maxwell Ward, Peter, Husband, Thompson, Patino, Dougal, Carey, Corbin, Medine, and Yates. As we've just mentioned, we predicted or picked that pretty much. Um, bit of a surprise. Yeah, controversial was was Ward, wasn't it? Which I think you, to be fair. As you've as you've reminded us since, called us out on. Um, and, it was just a but, stupid, bonkers move putting him at right back. Well, yeah, we didn't have a, well, Who else do you put it? Yeah, right I don't, back? I don't, as you mentioned, do a three-five-two. Perhaps we should have done that because we were overrunning yeah. midfield. Well, actually, Jerry Yates ended up playing there for a lot of the game, <laughs> so maybe we should have started there in the first place. Because, um, uh, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, uh, yeah, it's not great, but I mean, he had. I think he he played like right wing back against Sunderland, didn't he? Um, presumably, that was in the in the promotion year where we got the draw. Was it draw away from home or did we win? I can't remember now. Um, but when we went up to no, we won up at Sunderland, didn't we? And I think he played then, and he did a really good job on um, 
um, uh, what's he called? McGeady. Uh, McGeady. I can't remember his name then. And uh, he did a good job of McGeady. So I think I think that was the rationale. But it was a bit of a. It's when you're looking for um, pros and cons for starting somebody in a position. To be fair to Grant Ward, he's not had a lot of football, has he? And um, and then the second game he plays, you, you play him out of position, um, uh, and and you know be expected to, um, you know, effectively stop that, stop that, stop their left hand side, which was which to me was um, pretty strong, and uh, and at the same time, obviously try and make a contribution going forward. It's probably asking too much of somebody, particularly a person who's who hasn't played any football for a thick end of a year and a half. Rob Apt is obviously a right back who we've sent out on loan, so that's probably a mistake sending him in hindsight. And um, Raggy, quite a lot of people have been saying, or I've been reading, it's like, why the hell don't we look in, look at use the development team or the, the, the youth team or the more advanced graduates and the youth set up? It's, surely it's a perfect time to pick your proper right back, a right back probably, from, from the yeah, youth team. probably got away with it last night as well in terms of playing a couple of yeah. younger players. He seemed to have the perfect excuse for it. I don't know. I mean, I, I can't say I've seen a lot of these young players play, so I don't know if they're even near the standard. But there's one thing for certain. I think if they'd have put some young lads in last night, they've appeared to try and work a bit harder than what I saw. Yeah. Um, right back's kind of a position you can get away with. It's not the you know one of the most important positions on the pitch but it's, uh, it's balmy like you say point Grant Ward there if, if anything Williams should have been on that pitch and 3-5-2 uh, well, you, uh, you actually said as well you'd have played Williams right back ahead of um, Ward didn't you John mm-hmm. I, I wasn't quite that convinced but I can see the logic behind at least having the defender in there even if he's playing out of position well pretty much every goal came from that side mm. in fact it did every goal uh, yeah. Albert's played right back for Everton in the past. Has he? I don't know what. Yeah. I know he's not the greatest left back in the world, so God knows what he'd be like at right back. But, uh, Do you not remember when we had um, Dujon Sterling and then, who was obviously a left, uh, sorry, a right back, when he played him at left back, he was better last season. Yeah. Do you not remember? Well, you can yeah. obviously, you, the, the obvious thing is you can come inside, can't you? And um, as long as you can tackle with you. The, the 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 foot your your weaker foot um, which most people can it's not too difficult to to get tackles in that way it can mm. generally work quite well I mean what I think what it also tells us is that if 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 he's prepared to play Grant Ward at right back when he's got the options of and I didn't realise Luke Garber had played some football at right back when he's got somebody who's played plenty of Championship football in the past who's played at right back and he's also got a Premier League centre-back, centre who no doubt could have done a job at right-back. The fact that he doesn't go anywhere near those two suggests he's got zero faith in either. Um, Surely, Tim, that's a bad decision from Appleton, though. You know, well, well, I think with the benefit it's of a very bad it, 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 it possibly is, but we don't necessarily... Listen, we, we've both seen... Garbutt's not a very good defender in, in, in anybody's book, is he? I mean, But he's a defender. He's Garbutt's not... <laughs> Yeah, the strength of having Garbit in the side is generally his contribution towards attacking play and, and going back to Div- Division 1, his, his set plays. Um, so if you're going to play him out of position, not sure you can compare him to Dujon Sterling in relation to 
Oh, I was just I was just illustrating that as a point, Tim. I wasn't comparing. No, I know you. Did. I know you did. But the point <laughs> being is, Dujan Sterling was a very, very good defender, and I think arguably a better left back than he was a right back. Mm. Um, I'm not sure moving guard, but from right from a left back position, he he hasn't held down at all in the championship with us. To the right back position that he's never played since he was a youth player at Everton is 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 automatically going to work. So I think. Possibly, I can understand Appleton's thought process. At least uh, Grant Ward plays on the right. He's right-footed. He's played. He's played in a, in a defensive wing-back role, and he's got. He has had in the past plenty of energy. So I could see the logic if he doesn't trust the other two, and that's the point I'm making. I think what we saw from last night's selection is he doesn't want Williams anywhere near that first team, and he doesn't want uh, Garbert either. Yeah, and so he's prepared to. So he's prepared to throw somebody in effectively on a bit of Russian roulette. Another another hot topic was the goalkeeper position. Raggy, a lot of people were clamouring for Grimmy to be reinstated ahead of Maxwell. I was even suggesting Stuart Moore be put in, and didn't really cover himself in much glory, did he, Maxwell, in that game? No, I, I've been one of them in the past that just didn't care whether it was Maxwell or uh, Grimshaw because I thought both were pretty good anyway. But I would say it's time to change the goalkeeper around a bit. Something's not quite right. Doesn't like to come out. Not quite as commanding as I once thought he was at the back. I suppose he's a bit of an older head and he gives him a little bit of experience and that might be what we're lacking in the team, some mm. older head. Yeah. So maybe that's why... And he's not, he's not calamity or anything, but I just, it's time for Grimshaw. He didn't do a lot wrong, did he, to get dropped in the first place? Yeah. Um, so, right. I let's... think he's probably our better goalkeeper. Uh, welcome, Pete. Thanks for thanks for coming off the subs bench. Welcome. Hope, nice hopefully, you hopefully you perform a little bit better than Grant Ward. <laughs> yeah, well. It's not a hard, but well, high, high bar to get over. <laughs> <laughs> no, poor old Granty, eh? Okay, let's get on with the, the review of the game then. And uh, as ever, we're, we're using this uh, Seaside 7 methodology now. Uh, we have the main seven talking points. And the first one um, I've entitled, uh, Tim, let's come to you on this, is decision-making. Um, the first one, Theo Corbin, maddeningly, cutting inside and opting to shoot at the near post and going wide um, and opening salvo from us in the game. And why is he not going far post in situations like that? You may. Yeah, I think uh, it, it was frustrating, but I, th- I think also Theo is, and, and he's starting to starting to irritate me now, to be honest, he's, he plays for himself uh, and everything is about him and not the team. And I think he's, I think there's a few players out. I'm getting the impression there's a few players out there who don't like playing with him, and and I'm. I think we're really beginning to see why. I think if we're going to play him, he needs to come. We're coming off the sub bench as a, the plan B when we've got about 15 minutes to go, and we want to let him loose, but because he's not a team player in anybody's book, and uh, he's the type of player is that if you are like well, a hard working player in a team, you'd hate to play with. Because he won't, he doesn't track back. He doesn't pick up. He goes where he wants. Doesn't stick to a structure. Now that can be useful in a 
in in a given scenario, like you two, you know, one nil down at home, you need to turn it round with fifteen minutes to go. But it's not the way to start a game. And also, uh, also, also, I guess if you're Appleton, he's he's not making the right decisions on the pitch. In that, he's just with Appleton. I'm sure he'll tell any striker in that position go for the far post because you might get a rebound. Yeah. It might sneak and, under and the said, keeper, and, and, and that decision set the tempo for the rest of the night, didn't it? Yeah. The 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 de- decision making in, in every single position on the pitch, including uh, players who you would normally expect to be reasonably reliable for you, was was beyond the pale. It was it was it was in all respects appalling, and um, and and Theo was just the first of probably. 20 or 30 individual moments of idiocy that we could focus on in, in the game and um, and suggest that they should ever put a shirt on again for making those type of repeated and stupid and lazy and ill-considered and juvenile mistakes. We'll give it any adjective you want. It all, they, all, they all fit the bill, don't they? Mm. Uh, I'll tell you what we call it, what I thought as well, or what I've always thought since he played. If he's got any time to think, he's astral. If he, if he hasn't got time to think, he looks like a world beater. I don't think he knows what he's doing when he's trying to go past them. Sometimes it works out, but when he's got time to think, like slotting it in the far corner or no chance. I think no Mi- chance. I think Mitch has said it's better when his brain's not in his head. Yeah, this this rings true with what you've just said there, Aggie. Um, Pete, on the decision-making topic, um, Chris Maxwell making the decision to stay on his line, go, then come back. It was a heavy contribution towards our goal, and it was a very poor decision from the goalie. Yeah, I think you all said in the last podcast that Grimshaw should get a start, uh, and I agreed with that. I think it was time for him to come in, but he's obviously stuck with him, and stuck with him being the right word. He's stuck on the line. He, he just didn't have a very good game, to be honest with you. Uh, and he's he, he looks like he's going to let a goal in at least one every game. But he does make some fantastic saves. But, you know, you've got to command your box better than that. Tim, I think... And, I think uh, so, sorry, sorry, Pete, go on. No, no, go on. I was just going to say to Tim, what, what Pete's just said there is he is a good shot stopper, Maxwell. He's great at that. But you've got to have more than that in your locker to be a goalie, particularly at this yeah. level, and particularly commanding your area, because it's just been lacking all season. I think what, what, he, what, he, what he has, what, and the reason why Appleton brought him back was that um, Grimshaw wasn't shouting and, 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 and organising his defence in the way that Appleton wanted him to do, and I think that's something Grimshaw's got to bring to his game. Um, but um, I think there's something in, in what, I think it was Raggy said before, about an age thing with Maxwell. Maybe as he gets a bit older, he's when he's making a decision, he's sometimes questioning himself as to whether it's the right thing. And then he's changing. And that, the problem is that split second of indecision is what causes you more problems than actually, if you just stick with what you're originally going to do. And we saw that on the first goal. And and, and, we, and I think we probably saw it to a degree with the second goal as well, where, where, you know, that split second decision-making is wrong. Now, whether, whether the decision for Maxwell, which I probably think is right, which was that he shouldn't have gone for that first ball and just um, uh, and just left it to the defender and then deal with the ball when it comes back in because it it was um, it was a fairly deep cross that came in, wasn't it? And it was always going past the six yard box to the far side, and you know 
I, I, it was optimistic to say the least that he would he, he could expect to get there anyway, uh, even if even showing a huge amount of agility. So um, I think that was the wrong decision. But having gone to then check back and, and effectively leave the man free to play the ball back in while he's still then trying to reposition himself was the second mistake. So it's it, it's it's indecision has killed him, absolutely killed him. I've got to say also, I thought we stood off the cross and, and unfortunately my um, uh, uh, the, 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 the man I beat the drum for, uh, Dougal, I think was the one who stood off him. So um, I think we gave him far too much time to put the cross in. I think I think we actually backed off as 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 he put it in. Whether it was realistic to close down or not, I don't know. But I don't see many times where Middlesbrough or any other opposition step back rather than step forward when there's somebody looking to line up across. It doesn't make any sense. And the, and again, poor decision making. Well, it was a it was a cross and a head back across goal, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm saying with the first cross, it okay, was right. Rather go to him to close down and. We, we actually, I think, if you watch it again, you'll you'll see that I think it's Dougal actually steps back, okay. and effectively there's more room to put the cross into. So, uh, and like you say, the the cross is really deep, and I just I don't think Maxwell is ever going to get it, and and therefore he shouldn't have gone. But if he was going to go for it, he should have carried on going for it, at least have a have a stab at it. Instead, he's he's out of position. He's trying to realign himself, and he's all over the place. Raggy, you've probably got a good view of it from the from the north. Um, no surprise to see Grant Ward completely losing his man. Um, free free header back across goal for um, what was it number yeah, twenty one? And I just well, well for my position was there was a bit of uh, as soon as that ball went across, my mate just said to me next next to me, "This goal, definite goal is," <laughs> and it was right. It looks like we're going to concede, doesn't it? All the time, I don't I don't know what they're going to do to address that. It doesn't look good, any of it. I mean, every, every time we see a ball coming into the box, you, th- you think goal almost now. Yeah. And it was just chalk and cheese with when we had Keogh there, who, you know, there's no way would have he'd have allowed that defence to operate the way it did if he'd been there and it was lacking someone prepared to take control of the situation. I've got to say, until he got, I didn't actually think Hubby played that badly. I thought Hubby was probably the best of yeah, I that agree back four. And I think he, he, you know, a couple of times he just, because they were fanning around with it, he came in and just really put 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 his foot through the ball to get it out, whatever it might be. And I think, and I, and I could see him getting a little bit more irritated and um, and frustrated as the half went on uh, with the with the. With with the, with the contributions that he was receiving from his teammates, and um, you know, saw that for you could see that from Jerry as well in the, in in the early part of the second half. It's almost like you know what the hell's going on at that at the other end of the pitch. So the, there's a bit of debate raging in the comments about who's who we should have Griff, Grimmy or Maxwell. I still say give Stuart Moore a go because I want to see a keeper that can deal with crosses. I don't think either of them are strong at that. And I think I think Grimby would have... Um, I don't think, I think whoever we had in goal last night would have lost the game. Uh, I, don't, I'm not, I don't know how much better Grimby would have been than, than Maxwell. I think I think um, Mitch made some very valid points about Moore. I mean, it's all right bigging up somebody who's not played, but generally there's a reason why they don't play. 
and uh, and it's not just here it's in been other parts of his career as Mitch very eloquently put it the other night so um i you know i i, I don't think we need to make maxwell the scapegoat of this because we we were as a collectively as a team absolutely shocking and the only surprise to me about Middlesbrough in that first half is that they didn't go in about 4-0 up. Um, Tim, if you look at the comments, give Stuart Moore a spelling goals. Wildlife and Bird said, I'd be fine with more. Why, why not? Well, why not? He's not going to be letting goals into his legs, is he? He's, and at the end of the day, he's a professional goalkeeper. And the game we saw him, he was more than competent. So I don't understand this. Um, well, well I, reluctance I, I, to give him a go. Just give him a go. Well, what can you? I think. I think. What's going to? At the end of the day, we've got Grimshaw, who um, is a young goalkeeper, who seemingly, well, certainly from what I've seen, has the ability to to improve and to perform at a, a great level. And why wouldn't you nurture that, which is a an asset for you for the team when he plays, and hopefully in the future, an asset where we make hope make money and maybe reinvest it rather than what we see what we've done with bowler at the moment. Um but but that's the model we should be working to, not for me, not playing journeyman keepers who are never gonna go anywhere. <laughs> you are, you and Mitch have really got it in for Stuart Moore, haven't you? Has is he I've not got it in for him. I just I just think really has he, has he wronged you at one. some point in your life? Has he the the, the gr- is, uh, yeah he's part he's he lives across the road so he's part of the car in the wrong place or something. Has he not paid his fees or something at uh, no, a trip to BBE Law? Nothing about him, but <laughs> what what is he more? Is he about 27, 28, 29? Give him uh, give him a chance. I say give him a chance. Can't be any worse. I've got to say, the game he played, he did okay. He did. Okay. You know, Timmy was very good. He was very he good. Did okay. What do you two think? You've got to give Grim. You've got to give Grimmy a chance now. I think he's got to play on Saturday. He probably won't, but he should be. Uh, he's got. He's got to. I, I think he will play on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Next talking point. Borough pen question mark Raggy this is in yeah. front of you in the north look to pen from where I was in the west was it Dom Thompson culpable again in fact they had two of them and um, what was his name Jones was it got past a pair of them with ease yeah. well yeah he, he probably should have been but uh, I mean if you go to the pen they did get they probably shouldn't have got that if, if, if my eyes are right on the replay I saw so uh... I think the first one he starts fouling him outside the area, but he's still fouling him when he's in the area. So yeah. for me, it's, I, I said straight away, it's a penalty that was gobsmacked. It wasn't. Uh, but when you do watch it, the foul does start outside, but it carries on. And, he, and the ref doesn't blow the whistle. So, it, so for me, it's a penalty. I, we'd be absolutely spewing if that wasn't given as a penalty for us, wouldn't we? Yeah. Absolutely spewing. Pete, uh, it was... Name. Very, very reckless from Thompson yet again. Didn't need to put that tackle in regardless. No, he's he's got a, at least one massive mistake in him every game, hasn't he? Um, yeah. Yeah, it was. It looked a penalty, stonewall penalty to me. But obviously we'll go on to the other one later on. But uh, yeah, I suppose they got their... Uh, what they deserved in the end because they got one that... Uh, that they shouldn't have got. But, uh, yeah, Tomo's... Uh, 
I don't know. Tomo's a you know Tomo and Wrighty. They're the two players we've actually signed, as well as the lad from Shamrock Rovers at Lions. Yeah, and neither of them are getting a sniff at the moment. You know, Tomo's only only played yesterday because of injury. Something funny about Thompson. I don't know if I said this last time I was on here, but a mate of mine who's a City fan who watched us on TV against QPR when we beat him earlier in the season. He said to me that night, who's that left-back? Thompson. He goes, he's not even a footballer. And then last night he texts me, did that left-back play again? <laughs> he hasn't got a Preston tattoo on his leg, has he? Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to get no. him to you'll have to get him to strip in the arm field, uh, Raggy as well, just to disprove that. I know. Well, <laughs> Thompson, he's, he's athletic, Thompson, but he's not. He's not. Uh, well, he maybe should stick to running. I don't know. He's not, he's not, uh, doesn't fill me with any confidence. No. Like any. No. Uh, next point was I've entitled Dracula again. <laughs> Maxwell static on his line. Um. This was, was this from this was from the free this was from the free kick wasn't it? Um, they had a glancing header, stayed on his line. Free, it's Lehman, I think the number twenty six again in front of the north. Lehman uh, Maxwell static on his line, twenty six big centre half from Borough should have scored. Free glancing header, just just went wide of the post. Well, to be honest, there was that many of them, John. Like, it's hard to remember them all. I know. Do you think he's told? Do you think he's told not to come out? Just like, do you think the team's told to put all men in the box on a corner and leave no one up the field? That, that, that really winds me Yeah, up. Me, same as me, Raggy. I was saying exactly the same thing yesterday. No, everyone's but in the I box, aren't they? I don't know whether. There might be some weird stat in football where if you've got all your men in your box, you concede less than if you leave them up or something weird like that. They all love the statistics, don't they? I don't know because it doesn't make any sense to me. Just The ball just comes back again straight away. But maybe there's some weird statistic that says that that is the best chance of not conceding the goal. Well, we, did, we always bring Medin back because, to be fair, Medin is, is our best defender at corners, isn't he? Uh, without, sh- you know, the number of times he clears the ball when a yeah, corner yeah, but, comes but, in against us. Like I can understand Lavery. why he comes back. Someone like Lavery, for instance, you'd leave him up there, wouldn't you? Just a Quick break, we get the ball, quick break, and yeah. you're in, aren't you? It's a chance. And if Hamilton's on the pitch, I'd always leave him up there because if he, he's going to beat anyone to it. So... I don't know, but maybe it's maybe it's part. It's, they're obviously told to do. They must be told to do it. And maybe they're told to not come off the line. The keepers as well. Maybe, maybe stick Stuart Moore in. Maybe he won't come off the line. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> um, someone's just said, "Give us a funny story, Raggy." I'm depressed. There you go. Never mind the bollocks. There's one for you. Um, wildlife and birds again. Agreeing with Raggy. There drives me nuts. And leaving, just leave Jerry up there. Um, Max just said, we did geez. it with Critchley as well, I didn't. We? Yeah, we it's did. Not yeah, like or something. yeah, it's weird. I can never understand that. Uh, next topic of discussion I've entitled Comedy of Errors. Um, take your pick from this lot. Uh, their goal, sorry, their second, and I've titled Com- Comedy of Errors. Um, Grant Ward drilled a hospital ball to Marv. Marv, naturally, in the form he's in, miscontrols it. Uh, <laughs> Maxwell makes a save. Uh, sorry, a, a beeline for force. With his feet, as you do. <laughs> Pulls out. Force goes over. Pen. Um, 
take take your pick from that lot, who's clearly wasn't a pen, but it almost deserved to be a pen for the uh, incompetence across the the board. Well, if you go in, you to be honest, and, and listen, I don't want to, I don't want to spend too much of a go at Maxwell because he's, he's he's only one of. You've skated on him. 10 or 11 couple players. But you do not go in with your feet when you're going in for a challenge, for end of. And so, obviously, for anybody other than somebody looking at slow motion, it's going to look like a pen. If he'd gone in with, if he'd gone in with his hands, as you'd expect him to do, and, and, and um, spread himself, the chances of that guy scoring a goal were virtually nil. That's the long and the short of it, isn't it? I mean, instead he sticks his toe out, then realizes he's going to bring him down and tries to bring it back. It looked it was a very good dive from from force, wasn't it? I was in from the west. It looked like a penalty all all day. It was probably well. To be fair to me, he was probably half anticipating the fact that he was going to get fouled because that's that, well, that until Maxwell withdrew his foot, that's what was going to happen. So in, in the spur of the moment, you, you're probably thinking it's coming. Here's the foot. I'm going to jump over it or try and, you know, avoid it. And he's, and he's gone down in the, in the process, but so it might not have been a deliberate cheat. It might just have been, you know, a natural reaction to somebody coming in with the feet up. Did he fall over? Did he fall over because he was just so shocked to see Maxwell off his line? (laughs) (laughs) That's a a good theory. (laughs) But, Money, the whole, all, the, all the players would have fallen over then, probably, wouldn't they? So, There's The second goal coming from Grant Ward's side. Um, I don't know if anyone's... I, I've actually studied the, the highlights today. He plays a shocker back to Marv. Oh, it's awful. Just watched it while we were waiting for the show to come on there. He looked he, he he like he's shoot, having a shot at goal. He leathered it. Like he's not a right back, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> It'd have been a good ball if he was facing the other way. <laughs> Simon told us he's right back, though, so you can't say that, Maggie. Oh, you can't sarcastically say that, should I say? Yeah, so a few people were digging out Marv around me, and upon reflection, they were wrong. Marv again. Was great control by him, no, it was either. He, did, he didn't cover himself in glory, did he? He's he's really missing Richard Keogh, isn't he? He looks he looks half the player now. Anyway, just before we go any further, Kevin, it's alcohol free, so um, Kevin Stewart, you know, <laughs> sticking with sticking with the uh, the no booze. Hey, Raggy, Raggy, I bet um, Kevin. Uh, I'm presuming you've seen Kev Stewart's tweets about alcohol, so I'm guessing. He won't be one of the players welcomed to the Armfield in the near future. Yeah, same. I, I, had a, I only briefly saw that the other day. God knows what's going on on his Twitter. I've no idea. I've no idea. I try and stay off social media as much as I can. It's got me in a lot of trouble in the past. <laughs> as mentioned in the chat, it's the, the podcast temperance movement, isn't it? That's John? right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Very old. Maybe you should sort of open a little temperance zone in the armfield, Raggy, where it's a non-alcohol lager. Yeah, I could do with a coffee when at the BST meeting. There was no coffee to be had at half ten, was there? I think we're going to turn downstairs into a physio room. You just come straight over half that club and sit in there, can't Sign autographs by the getting the feet fixed. Don't have any stools in there, though. I don't want Gabriel falling out or anything. <laughs> 
telling you it's big enough for all the crocs that we've got in our team. I'm going to have to build an extension. <laughs> yeah, so that really uh, set the tone, Tim, for the rest of the game. Um, that that comedy of errors. Um, I think I don't think I've watched it. I listen. I've tried not to say too much in the last twenty four hours because you can sometimes shoot from the hip and it it can be counterproductive for you as well as the team. But I'm struggling to. I mean, I'm going back. I think I, 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 I think back to Critchley at Gillingham. And Critchley's team at MK Dons, which was pretty poor performances. But I don't remember anything quite as abject as what we saw, particularly in the second half last night. It is literally the worst I can remember a Blackpool team playing since before the boycott. And and there's some competition, but I actually think I, I, I genuinely I was embarrassed. And I walked I walked out on them. We've got to come to. We've got to come to. Yeah, it gets worse with the third goal, but I, I I wanted to go after about fifty minutes. It was just so bad. Um, it was frankly, it was unwatchable. And I, when I walked out, I said to a couple of people, I said, "I can't just. I cannot watch this anymore." It was so frustrating, and I felt sorry for Jerry, who I think tried to put shifting, um, and a couple of other players, but the vast majority didn't look like they wanted to be out there. And I think when you're in a game like that where nothing's going right, what you do now, well, this is what I think Jerry did. You make sure that you do the right things. And, you know, you make sure, when I've coached before, you make sure if you've, do, if you've done something bad, you make sure that the next pass is a true one, that you get your full foot through it um, and that you reestablish confidence. And all over the all over the pitch, we look like a team completely devoid of confidence, completely devoid of ideas, unable to pass to each other, unable to tackle, unable to close down. And it just, it was the most depressing, well, I didn't last the full 45 minutes, the, the most depressing 30 minutes or so I, I can recall for a very, very long time watching Blackpool. And, and, and another problem I have is, in that scenario, the manager sits there, stands there with his arms No, 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 no uh, Tim, I'll, just, I'll, st- I'll stop you there, Tim. It's not the manager, it's the Blackpool mannequin. Yeah, and I and I and I went, listen. I know people have different ways of reacting, but the but that the the body language, the message that body language transmits both to I think to the players and also to the people in the stands is extremely counterproductive. And I think he needs to look at that because um, listen, I'm, I'm not necessarily into people running up and down the line and throwing bottles about and and all that business. But sub animation is required when the team needs something from the from from from, from its manager and and their assistants, and there isn't any. And and it looks like he doesn't know what to. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying this is the case. But it looks like he doesn't know what to do, and that transmits itself all over the stadium. Yeah, he looks defeated. Yeah, a lot of the times when he stood there, and. Um... Well, this is one of the things I'm sure we're going to touch on. People have been saying all sorts of things. Appleton, should he stay, go, this, the other. I don't blame Appleton for all of this. Last night's performance, it can have, it can have some stick for it. And, uh, but if we're going to end up in a relegation battle, he's not the man for that job, even though I don't particularly blame him for getting us in a relegation battle. 
His heart, his heart's not, his heart's not. the regular relegation battle now. I know we are, right? His heart's not in it, right? Pardon the interruption. Normal service will be resumed shortly. This is just a quick message to say, if you're enjoying this content, I would like to say thanks for this podcast and the many others. Then please consider joining our Patreon supporter group program where you can donate a small monthly amount to help support this content and help us pay our bills. To do so, go to patreon.com forward slash Pod. There are several tiers you can support us on, starting from the price of a pint per month and upwards. And in exchange, you get this annoying advert removed from all audio pods and also everything ad-free on the audio. You'll also get access to our Patreon supporters WhatsApp group, which is good fun, and other random giveaways as and when they come in. So please do support us patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod let's get back to the content see you later is it he's not going to be the man to motivate a relegation the team that fight relegation and that's not me saying he's his fault we've ended up down there i don't think he's been back properly it has come a lot of injuries and a lot of uh, suspensions and things but when you need someone and that's when you need someone on the sidelines shouting and bawling and getting them G'd up and they should be coming out ready for war. They didn't come out ready for war last night. And that's happened on numerous games now, particularly midweek games. I don't know why that is. Um, but on the counter thing, he sent them out to Preston looking like they were ready for war. So he did something that day, but all these recent games, something's gone. And if we were depleted last night and they were all feeling, even if all the players were feeling a bit you know, had a lack of energy from illness and everything. They should have at least been coming out there and dying on the pitch, so to speak. And they're not. And if we're going to end up in a relegation battle, I don't blame him, but he would need to go and someone would need to come in who's going to make that place bounce and make them players bounce. That's going to be an expensive decision, uh, isn't it? I know. Decision, isn't it's it? going to be expensive if we go down. A lot more expensive. It, I mean, yeah. is there going to be a get-out clause of that? I mean, four years, it's an incredible amount of time, isn't it? My understanding that there is a, a break option. There's got to be. It's only based on anecdotal um, comments that have been made to me, but my understanding is there is a break option. It's a, so it's a four-year deal. It's not a four-year deal if there's a break option anyway. It's like you get a commercial lease and there's a break option after five years. It's not a 15-year lease, it's a five-year lease. Look at so, that from Steve there, Tim. Um, don't think the four-year contract means much going to Scraft and the club have sort of protected themselves. Despite, yeah, the- I think that's where I probably seen it with, from Matt. To be fair, or, or I think I think even I think even uh, Sean Sean's mentioned it as well in the past that he, it's not a straight four-year deal. Uh, I mean, listen, Simon does not run the business that he runs, giving out four-year contracts with with no with no notice period that can can break it. It doesn't make any commercial sense whatsoever. It didn't do when it was announced. It might have suited them to announce it like that. So it looked like that they were investing in him and uh, and, and saw it as a long-term uh, appointment because you're trying to put a positive spin on the fact that, you know, you've got such belief in the man that's coming in that you actually want to give him that length of contract. But, um, the reality is there's no way in God's earth he's he's we're gonna terminate and he's gonna walk away with three and a half years pay. That just isn't gonna happen. 
What do you think? Do you think he should be going? Me? Yeah. Um, I didn't until... I mean, it's, it's, it's weird. What we've got this year, and I think we, we, we said, to be fair, that we would get it to a degree, is that what, what we don't get is the slightly good performance and the slightly poor performance that we got under Critchley. It's either really good or really, really bad. And it yeah. was really good. At, listen, we're not even two weeks away from when we played fantastically well at Coventry. And we're not three weeks away from when we had probably the best ever performance in a home derby against Preston. So you've got this, this rather bizarre scenario where everything's polarised. We're either, we're either very good or we're very bad. And the problem is that we've had three very bad performances against teams all around us. Well, Luton were a bit ahead of us, weren't we? But particularly two teams around us who it was important to put some distance between us and them. And we've, we haven't turned up for either game. But to be fair, I didn't, don't think we're that bad against Luton. I think we've had two shockers against, I mean, the, the worst against Middlesbrough. Uh, but West Brom wasn't much better. Uh, I think we, we had slightly more cohesion. But we've gone three games now without having scored a goal. And to be honest, we are not even look like scoring a goal. No. Um, and that's, um, that's well, we're going to go down. We, we carry on playing like we're doing at the moment. You know, we are... Because there's no way West Brom are going to be down there at the end. There's no way Middlesbrough are going to be down there at the end. Um, Huddersfield won last night. Rotherham won last night. And it starts to look rather bleak. And I think you're going to need about I think you're going to need about 53, 54 points to have a chance of staying up this season. There's no one cut adrift, is there? With 22 no. points, isn't that bad? Actually, it's not it a bad. Isn't, but if you if you if you gross that up, it's just over 50, and that's not. I don't think that's going to be enough this season. No, you might I think be right. you're going to need about 53, 54. Yeah. So I think it comes out at 50. I actually did it, and that's sad at lunchtime today. I worked it out, <laughs> and it's 50. 50.7 points or something. So you're going to either go at 50, 51 if we carry on as we're doing. If he's going to go, he's going to go before January as well, isn't he? So he's not going to get that window unless unless the results pick up after the break. I've got, I, I don't think we'll win on Saturday either. Um, he's got to go after Wigan. If he's going to go, he's got to go after Wigan then, hasn't he, Pete? You're right. I'm not. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure he will, though. I think they might give him a chance because of the players coming back. They've got a bit of a breather, a break. You know, I might get some of the... The injury, injury struck players back. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, if, if he lose, if they lose on 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 Saturday, who knows? Are you going to make, you're going to end up with players like Medina. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And and, uh, Jerry getting injured because they're playing too much football. They're not getting any rest time at all. Um, You know, it's supposed to be frustrating to Appleton because he's got... He's got Jordan Thornley on the bench 
on the sidelines there, and he can't play, even though he's probably fit to can't play him. He had Connolly out on on um, you know on, on a totted up on yellow cards. Um, you know he's had Keshi come back in the last fifteen minutes. He's now got Hubby injured. It's like when is all this going to stop? And and but you you also do wonder why it keeps happening. You know, is it is are they not are they not training right? Because we had this problem to Critchley as well, didn't we? Is it is it the pitch? Pitches they're playing on? Is it the treatment they're receiving? They did get rid of Phil Horner, didn't they, a couple of years ago? And I think part of the reason they got rid of him was the concerns that the treatment. This isn't. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that that is the case, but I think there was a perception that the treatment wasn't perhaps as good as it should be. And and they brought somebody new in and they changed it all around. And well, it hasn't changed. Our injury record, our injury record, if anything, has got worse. Marginally worse. Well, it has got worse, moment. Tim. There's no, not mar- no marginally about it. It has got worse. Significantly worse yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how you legislate for people getting injured at birthday parties and, what, and things like that. You can't, can you? That's just like completely random. That's got nothing to do with football. But there's other injuries out there. You know, so Hubby's going to be out for six weeks now. <laughs> it's like... In what on what planet do you have all these injuries? Planet Bloomfield Road. Right, let's get back on track. What's that? What Raggy, sorry? All right. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Jezza Shank. Um quite a if ever there was a, a moment that was indicative of the, the game we saw was uh, Jerry Yates trying to clear the ball, ironically at right back. He obviously feels he needs to get back there and sort it out, but Shanks it horribly towards the goal, and that I thought, right, this is this is our evening. This, but luckily it got uh, it got cleared on the line. But we're not digging out Jerry whatsoever. It was great to see him going back, defending out there. But do, do you think he's gone back there to think, right? I'm going to have to try and do something to stop all these goals coming from this right side and he's help Ward. Everywhere, Jerry, wasn't yeah. he? to be everywhere, and. Uh... It, it, I think it, it was a bit of frustration in it as well, wasn't there? He was feeling confident a week or two ago, wasn't he? And he'll, he'll probably still have a bit of that confidence in him and just think, if you get me the ball up here, I'll score. <laughs> Putting the wrong net. Not a yeah, well, he's having to go back there and he's doing a proper team job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what... I, I, obviously, I saw it, but from the north stand, I think, and uh, God knows what was going on. I don't know how close it was to going in or anything. Very. Because it was very close. Right. I think Marv dug, dug it out on the line. Um, he did have uh, literally our only chance of the game. I think that was in front of the north. Um, just dragged it wide, but I'd gone by then anyway. That I was, was off, on my way. I yeah. was walking. I was at the bottom walking out. Of right. Well, I walked out after after the right stuff, Tim. Yeah. Um, minutes. Grant Ward nowhere again on the right hand side. Ball into the box. Uh, a chap called. Akmom or something completely unmarked. Um, I think Williams had lost him or two. Other, we had three players around marking fresh air and he's just side-footed it in. Uh, cool as you like. And I've put it, uh, the right stuff a bit. Well, there's, there's, there's a bit of... Um, every goal from that, every goal from the right side. Decent. I just want that point making. Every oh, goal right. from the right-hand side yeah. from Grant Ward's position. But there's a bit of a there's a bit of a, a pattern developing with us not being anywhere near their players. It happened on Saturday against Luton, didn't it, with the goal they got. 
it was also pretty much the case on that first goal when the ball comes back. We had players in and around. Nobody's anywhere near their player. They get free strike on goal. And it's just, it's basics to get closer to the man, the, the men in the box, to me. Desire. Not got the desire to get there. Yeah. The work hard. Well, well, Raggy, compare that to the desire of the Luton players last last home game. They were yeah, getting well, blocks in front of well, everything, weren't they? Yeah. We just, we don't have it. I don't know why. And listen, we were, last year we were doing that. We were, we would, yeah. there were people who were properly, um, you know, putting the, putting everything on the line to, to, you know, how many times were cut teams coming at us and we were doing those yeah. fantastic blocks, but that, well, that's probably because they had, they had cap, a, a, a proper captain back there in Keo. doesn't matter whether they had the armband on. He was a captain. He was a leader and they followed his example and they've got no one, They've got no one leading them, no one to follow. It was, but they did it against Preston. Now, whether that was the whole atmosphere and occasion that just transferred onto the pitch. You don't you I don't need to, you don't need to big up you don't need to big up the Preston game for players though, do you? No, but then you Gaz, went to Gaz and Jerry will have done that. They went to Coventry and they did it again. Very good performance, but maybe that was just on a high still, I don't know. But for some reason the last three weeks, but it's in there, but what's happened in the last week? The last three games. I don't know what's happened. I don't know whether there's been some well, more. Is it just out of injuries? Po- poorly, mo- poorly motivated players for me, Raggy. Yeah, well, I say, just like I say, even with injury and illness, and even if it had been whoever's on the pitch, you just, at the very least, you expect that desire to try and win. Do you not think some of them, that if, and in, in my um, defensive mode, I would say maybe some of them out there shouldn't have been out there because they're still recovering? I, I don't. Yeah. Genuinely yeah. think that uh, Kerry and Patino should have been playing in that game, but I think they had to because we didn't have any choice. Yeah, yeah, we Kerry and Medine shouldn't have been either. No, Medine can't keep playing Saturday and Tuesday. Medine's brilliant when he's on his game, but he can only do that once once a week at most. He'll be uh, he'll be out for a sustained period soon, I'm sure. Well, he might just get away with it. Well, but, uh, he was absolutely knackered yesterday. Yeah, yeah. From the minute kickoff. Yeah, you like did you say Jerry's going to end up getting a, doing something in the end as well. He keeps running around yeah, like he's that. Bound to. Did anyone hear booze when Medine got subbed off? Subbed? Was no, it... I, heard, I heard. I heard plenty. They were cheering both him and Corbin, or cheering them off, but not in a yeah not in a I've... performance way. I was thinking, have I heard that right? I've heard them sort of say digging out Medine. I think a few people were. Well, there were cheer- there were cheers in the north stand when they went off. Which I, you know, it was probably more aimed at Corbin, who wasn't it? I'd like to think it may it may well have been. I think you know I, the one thing that Dean did was at least try and put himself about a bit. The problem is when when the ball's coming nowhere near you, and it's and and we we had so little possession anyway. I don't know what the possession stats were, but Middlesbrough absolutely dominated possession. We just gave the ball away. It's a very um, lonely. Uh, existence up there as a centre forward waiting for a ball that's never coming and all you're doing is closing down players and generally it's you or maybe and maybe him and Jerry. I think Jerry was further back showing up the defence. You know, you're, you're closing players down and all you're doing is, you know, closing space and then the ball moves and then you're moving across and closing space. And when you're his age and, and you don't want to be doing that all the time. Uh, Tim, because then Tim, sorry. it comes your way, you're knackered. Sixty-three percent ball position possession to to Middlesbrough. Sixty-three percent, not not more than that. Honestly, um, it was their XG was bad. 
XG was 3.37. Ours was 0.3. Yeah. So I don't think, I think, he, I think Sean's XG uh, stats definitely uh, reflected the game because I'm, I'm only surprised we didn't get walk 5 6 0. Because that that that's how the game played out, and that's and on on possession, and not just possession, but chances. That I mean, there's one where where we miscontrolled it in the area. I think it was in the still in the first half, and if their guy hadn't completely missed it, it was just a, a guaranteed goal. That was when it was one nil. This is when they, for me, they could have got easily gone in three or four at half time. Um, a bit more difficult to tell in the second half because obviously it's down the other end. But the north end of the first half, it was like the Alamo. Yeah. And um, and, it, and if it hadn't, it hadn't been so shit at finishing, they'd have absolutely put us to the sword. After cr- about cricket minutes. score almost, yeah. Yeah. Um, final topic. We've touched on this briefly. Walk out. I've never walked out as a, a game as early as I had. As soon as that third went in, right, I'm done. I'm out of here. Um, yeah, seventy six minutes for me. It was about the same for me as well, Rocky. And, and to be honest, I, I was wanting to go from, I think I said before, for about 50, 55 minutes. It was, and I thought, I can't go that early. It's just, but um, it was it was soul-destroying to watch. Eddie was yeah, having a right. Yeah, well, at that point, did you think they would come back into that game, did you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I think I, when we went one down, I was like thinking we're not getting back into this. Definitely went two down. Um, yeah, so... Did you turn the TV off, Pete, or did you? Oh, no, I woke up at 76 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> didn't miss much. Eddie didn't, didn't want to go uh, to the game. He's got swimming lessons on Tuesday. I said, come on, let's go. Missed swimming once, and he was having a right go at me the end. He said, I should have gone swimming. This was boring. He said, don't take me to another Tuesday night game. Who can blame him? I think it's... One out of the last eight. Uh, this should be fun anyway. Player ratings. Whoa, rub your hands together at this. This could be an all-time low. This is where this is where we need Liam. <laughs> Just give Liam. them all a three and be done with it. <laughs> three? You're joking, aren't you? Generous there. Generous. <laughs> no, I think you've got to be. Yeah, let's let's be sensible. <laughs> Bollocks to that, Tim. Bollocks to that. <laughs> right, Pete, you can start. You can have uh, Chris Maxwell. Oh, God. <laughs> I was going to give oh, everyone a three. As uh, as Tom called him, P&E Tom called him Chris Flapswell. See what he means now, based on... He had a shocker, didn't he? Can you give someone a two? Can I be harsh and give him a two? Certainly can. Do it. There he is, then. Two. Two. Lowest ever score on air, possibly. Oh, Raggy, this is another contender, Grant Ward. <laughs> well, you brought the right back, he's not a right back. Oh, you've even from Pervader up there. <laughs> his name on Podcast presenter gets a three for typing the wrong. Pervader played better than Ward, that says it all. There you go. Right, Grant Ward. Uh... <laughs> Maybe not give him his lower score because he was hung out to dry playing there, but. It was pretty poor. Yeah, me, I don't... I mean, what do you do with him? I don't know, you can't... Well, was he, was he worse than Maxwell? Mm. He was definitely as bad as. Yeah. 
Yeah. That, there's your answer then, Raggy. As bad as. Well, as bad as, well, then it's two, isn't it? If yeah. you want to be generous to him. Yeah. Uh, another stinker from Marv, Tim. Um, going from <coughs> worse to even worse this season. Um, ponderous on the ball, uh, making mistake after mistake and just launching long, hopeful diagonals when he gets it. My lowest ever score. I'm, all, I'm, I'm toying between a three and a four. That's where I'm at. Cool. Four. It's fair. Four. Yeah. It's fair. One of them at. <laughs> That's not good for me. I hasten to add, I've never been anywhere near. I think the lowest score I've given before is a five. Yeah. Pete, Jimmy Husband, um, one player who may come out with a modicum of respectability from this game, although not his best. I thought he played all right, yeah, actually. All right. Um, uh, he didn't put a decent cross in, though, did he? When he had a chance to. Uh, six. Yeah, that's fair. I'd have given him a six. Mm. That might give him man of the match, that. It might. <laughs> oh, Raggy, you've got another good one. Tom Thompson, the left back is our <laughs> left back. DT. <laughs> Uh, well, he plays like he's got the DTs at time. That's good for my mate now and ask him what he reckons about it. <laughs> Not even a footballer. Um, <laughs> well, he was, <laughs> well, he wasn't as bad as Grant Ward, was he? So three. Yeah, good logic. I like your logic yeah. there. <laughs> the Grant Ward omitter. That's where we're at now. Palace, was it, is it Steve Wright? Thompson was the sponsor's man of the match. Uh, well, I've no idea, but they must have been hammered by that time. <laughs> Maybe they were on the Asahi in the Armfield Club. Uh, okay. Well, there was a, there was someone that came back in the Armfield last night and threw up on the bar. So maybe it was that person. What, who gave the award? Yeah. <laughs> um, Tim, Charlie Patino, very anonymous and made quite a few mistakes as well. Um Maybe suffering yeah, from the it, sickness. Well, it was it was it was probably his worst performance. I, I'm I'm not going to be too harsh on him because I, I, I don't think he had a lot of support around him. And secondly, I still don't think he's right. Um, five. That's fair. So Kenneth of Dougal, Pete, oh, binned yeah. off from by the Aussies. Well, and maybe yeah. that was playing into the back of his mind. He's obviously going to be disappointed about missing missing out on the World Cup. Yeah, I don't think he had a particular... I mean, I'm not his greatest fan anyway, as you probably know, but um, I don't think he didn't have a good game where he's been okay recently as well. Four. don't know if anyone's noticed. Does anyone watch the um, the warm-ups? I've started doing this because uh, obviously Eddie wants to get there and watch it all, but he's, Dougal is a brilliant finisher and striker of the ball. If you ever get a chance to watch the, the shooting warm-ups, mm. he's probably the best out of all of them. So if he shoots in a game, he might score. <laughs> Never know. Sonny Carey, Raggy, bit of a headless chicken, but yeah, tried. Just flick back a bit. Patino, have you? Has anyone seen that? Uh, to the uh, Benders have found their comedic yes. form today with that little uh, Patino caption saying. And then he said to me, we're nearly in the bottom three. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> uh, we'll give him that. We'll give him that. 
Tony Carey, I'm not having it. He was well fit or anything last night. He, he, I don't. He was clueless. I don't know. He's, he's not him anyway. Last night, so I'm not having it. He was fit or should have been playing that game. Um, three, but not his fault. I don't think the fault of the recruitment team for not building a suitably competitive squad. Yeah. Tim, the shopping trolley, Theo Corbinu. I, I don't want to see him start. <laughs> I don't want to see him start for Blackpool ever again. Me either. Um, two. Hey! Use the FPR, FPRS it, Tim. Go and make it a bit worse. <laughs> one for one plus. Two minus. Two's <laughs> too good. Minus. Two's too high. Yeah. Two minus. Two minus. You've convinced worse me. Than, worse than Grant Ward. You know you've had a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Grant Ward amateur. In fact, I'm going to be... <laughs> Poor old CJ as well. What had he done wrong against Luton? God knows. I'm going to make one, Raggy, a Grant Ward amateur graphic. <laughs> I was saying, if you're going to arrest anybody, in some respects, you might run up, rest Gaz and... and Put Lavery and, and, and play CJ and, and, and actually let... Yeah. And, and let Jerry play in his centre forward role and mix it up a bit. But you know we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're flogging the what actually are our crown jewels at the moment in the football team to death. It's because. While well, you're talking about Gaz, give him I, I, a rating, Tim. Um, six. I'd have given him a five. Give him five. Mm. I've given him six. We're not too far off each other, yeah. are we? I thought I thought he didn't have a listen. He didn't have a great game, but I thought he, he, one thing he did do was keep trying, which I, I think a lot. The ones I've given low scores to deserve it because they weren't trying and they weren't playing for the team and they were and and they were shocking. So um, I still give it. I'm sticking with my six. Yeah. Finally, Pete Jerry Yates. Plowed a, a lonely furrow up front. He, he tried again as well, and he, you know, he, he was wasn't the worst player on the pitch by a long way. Uh, and I like a Jezza Shank as well. I normally have one in the Royal Bengal on a Saturday night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not one of those sort of shanks, uh, Raggy. <laughs> I have that when I get home, <laughs> or, off the, or down Coxon um, Street. Yeah, yeah. Six. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Right, and this should be interesting. <laughs> Manager ratings. Let's uh, let's go with Tim first, and surmise. Some, a bit of a surmise. Why? I think I think my uh, really picking up on the points I made before. I think. Well, you need the manager to show some animation and you need your manager to actually try and create some motivation for the team. I, I, I can't, I don't, can't seem as close as the people in the West, but the feedback I've had is he did nothing. Um, I think obviously some of the decisions he's made have been proven wrong. I think the decision to get Grimshaw out of the team as long as it has, has been proven wrong. And he has some involvement in the purchase of the players who particularly some of the loan players who are like Pavida, it's just a waste of a loan. Um, now, to be fair, we don't necessarily know that at the start, but 
whatever happens, you've got to manage these players and you've got to get the best out of them. So it's, um, I, I'm going, I don't think it's all his fault. That said, I'm going to four. Three from me. What you say, Pete? I'd like to know how many of these players he's actually had a hand in or wanting. Because Pervader was a, wasn't even a last minute, it was the day after almost, wasn't it, of the window. Righty was a last minute. How much say does he have? Well, he's only a head coach, isn't he? So probably not a lot. This is the vaunted recruitment team, you'd, you'd probably guess. But, do, but, but do, we, do we honestly think that the head coach doesn't have a significant say in... in um, who he wants now? Whether the whether the recruitment team then deliver it's the other issue. Um, uh, when we had the meeting of the week, Ben Mansfield, was, I think I told this on the other pod, didn't I? There was two Premier League players who basically wouldn't get out of bed for the money we're offering, yeah. and haven't got clubs now, so they're basically because they earn so much money in the careers, they can't be bothered. And, and for what we hear, Pavida's on. Um, I mean, I've heard a ridiculous figure that he might be on. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. But literally, I watered amounts of money, and he's not even a, on basically what we've said, the championship player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's anyway, that If two Premier League players turn us down, that should not have been our last hope of signing two Premier League players who are demanding forty grand a week. Yeah. Well, well, you'd like so to think it's a quick conversation with these. Premier League players, you, you find out what they're about, you find out what they want, and you just leave it at that and move on, yeah, don't you? Yeah, I, I think we're too nice. I mean, that, I, I think they should have pulled out all the stops to get that game off last night if people were suffering from injuries and bleeding illness and all that. FC Fouled was off, wasn't it? Yeah, but it could have found a way. I think we're probably too nice. Like, mm. in terms of that as well, finding out about these players first. Mm. Why are we wasting our time? What's your score for what's your score for Appleton then, Raggy? Two. Two. Yeah. Well, it's the most it's certainly the most disappointing game since Preston away last year. Yeah. Wholeheartedly agree. Right, we've got Wigan away on Saturday. I had a very quick chat. Well, quick, so it's about an eight minute vid with um the Wigan podcast. I'm just going to play that VT now. Go and get yourselves a quick drink, gents, uh, and we'll reconvene in five minutes. Uh, uh, welcome to the CSAPS podcast to Barry Worthington. Barry is the host and owner of the PWU uh, podcast, the Wigan Athletic Podcast, Progress with Unity. Uh, welcome to the CSAPS podcast, Barry. Um, did you know that Blackpool's town motto is progress, but without the unity, it's just progress. I was, I was about to tell you that. No, I didn't. I didn't. And uh, like I was just explaining, the name of our podcast is the town motto, Progress with Unity. Um, and that's where we got it from. But I didn't know Blackpool's was progress. That seems a little bit, it's a bit flat, that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Of, we've got a bit, a bit of crossover there, haven't we? Yeah, if you go and yeah. look at Blackpool's badge, I'm sure it says progress on it somewhere, but yeah. Small world, eh? Small world. Right, so obviously we're playing each other this this weekend. Um, as I've mentioned on your show, we've got a very decimated squad. But um tell us about a bit about Wigan season, how you've how you've got on so far. Obviously, you're not in great form. Um 
and also there's a bit of tension at the club, I believe, with the with the owners. So you know, it gives a bit about that as well. Yeah, well, we started the season off all right. Uh, uh, we drew with your friends Preston, the other piece, like everybody's been doing this season. That was a storm. Then we went to Norwich, got a point there, won a piece. And then we, we beat Birmingham away. So we was, we was buzzing a little bit. And we was like lower, uh, upper mid-table, running about ninth to tenth for all the way through to, to October. <coughs> uh, excuse me. I think I picked, we played Coventry last night. I think I picked something up. I've passed that bug to you over the internet. <laughs> I've the Cov bug. Yeah. Um, but we have, we've had a, a terrible uh, late October and November. We've... The last seven games, we've lost six and drawn one. <laughs> and it's all just falling apart. Um, don't know what it is, really. I don't. Want, I think we've played a, quite a few warm games over that period, and we're shocking at home. We really are. We've only won once. We beat Blackburn. Uh, that's the only game we've, we've won at home. We've got, we got dusted off Cardiff. We've got dusted off Middlesbrough. Um, we lost to Reading. Uh, we've, we've just been... Woeful at home, um, and we've like I said, we've had a, a lot of home games, so I, that's took its toll, and and we've not been able to to. But you know what it's like; you get into these bad rooms, you can't you can't pick a, a point up. But uh, we went two 0 up at Swansea uh, after sixteen minutes, and and they they pulled it back. So we said it was hard work. It's been hard work. Um, Coventry was a, the latest defeat. That was two 0 uh, and there's like, like you said, there's a little bit of unrest, unrest from the supporters. Now, whether it's called for or not, I, I don't think it is. I don't think it's called for. Um, the problem, the problem we've got is we're losing games, and fans get restless, and they're looking for scapegoats, and they're picking, picking out the manager. They're also picking out the club's owners. And, and giving them a lot of grief, especially on Twitter. So you know, you know the score. You know what it's like. Richardson, I, why are they not putting? Mo- why does the owners not putting money in? And and the thing is, when we got promoted this season, we we, we finished last year as champions in in League One. And I'm not saying we were comfortable, but we we were comfortably promoted. And it was between us and Rotherham for for the title. And we sort of edged edged away in the last couple of games. And so we've we've come up. And you've got to keep a little bit of faith with the with the players that that have got you there. Um, but when we, when the owners bought us, um, when we was in administration, one thing they did say they wasn't going to throw loads of money at it, so that we'd end up back in financial trouble again. They wanted to build a sustainable model, is, is how they put it. And uh, so so that's what. So most of our players, I'm just trying to think now. I think we've only paid paid for three players over the past. Two uh, eighteen months. I think we've only we've only bought three players. So everybody's either come in on a free transfer or they've been loan signings. So this summer uh, recruitment was non-existent. Really, we brought in uh, Ryan Niambi. We got from from Blackburn. He was on a free transfer, and the rest Nathan Broadhead come in on loan. Uh, Edmunds Green came in on loan, uh, and Ashley Fletcher came in on loan. And um, so we got we've got a squad. Basically, we got the same squad that we finished last season with, or, or got us promoted last season. And if you look at our starting lineups throughout this season, I think we've played twenty games now. At the most, there's been one addition from last season, so we've basically played the same team all you know that we, we was in League One with, and 
I think it's finally caught up on us a little bit. We came up with all the um, the togetherness, the euphoria of, of being champions. We started the season off great. We play a particular way, uh, which is really tight. We play tight football. We try to... Um, we don't mind giving the opposition the ball. We don't mind them having the ball. But as soon as they get into our half, we, we, we're in our blocks and they can't get through us. And, and that's how we're playing. So it's not an attractive style. It's a very physical style. Uh, I was, I'd was. i like to say we counterattack quickly, but we don't because we've no pace in the team either. That's the other thing. So we're quite uh, laborious when, when we're moving forward. Most of our goals come from set pieces. We're very good oh, at set no. pieces. Oh, God. Yeah. We yeah. consider... Well, sorry, we concede loads from set pieces, so that's uh, not well, good. No, well, uh, the two Rose. ones were both both corners, both come from corners. Right. Uh, but Will Keane, the top scorer, uh, went off on Tuesday night at Coventry injured, so uh, it looked like he'd done his groin, so he's probably not going to play. He's the main scorer from these set pieces. Great in the air. Uh, he's got seven goals already. Uh, but the delivery into the box, we've got Max Power on one side, James McLean on the other the both in swingers and it, the, the deliveries are spot on. They really are spot on. So that's where, where our goals are coming from. But I think we've been sussed out a little bit because we play the same home or away. We play like this this close, tight, ugly football at home as well as well as away. And I think we've been caught out a little bit. Uh, the coaches have sussed us and they're finding ways to get through through these these blocks now. Um, so. We've been finding it really difficult over the past six, seven games. So um I think and... you'll be all, I think you'll be all right on Saturday, Barry, personally. Um you see you've mentioned um Max Power and uh James McLean, obviously the guy, Will Keane. Uh, I know it's you've got Curtis Tilt playing for you. He played for us for a couple of seasons. How's he been get how's he been getting on? We'll leave that there. I don't want to talk about Curtis Tilt. But gents, after after listening to that, Wigan um, score the vast majority of their goals from uh, quality balls into the box from either side and from set pieces. What could possibly go wrong at Wigan on Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> They've got Max Power. Is he from the Marvel Universe? <laughs> Maxwell's going to have a good time then if he's in there, oh, isn't he? God. <laughs> Maxwell and Max Power. Hey. Oh. Oh. <laughs> be a 4-0 win, won't it? We'll win 4-0 and wonder what the hell we were on about. We must be taking a fair few, actually, uh, on Saturday because there's, I know, like, there's three, poach- three coaches going from Poulton and don't know, I don't know if anybody's got any handle on how many numbers we've sold, but maybe with a vociferous... <laughs> away support behind them. A few of the players who didn't turn up on Tuesday night will turn up on Saturday and hopefully prove us wrong and prove that some of the scores we've given them tonight aren't aren't deserved and are not a reflection of the way they're playing football normally. Well, I was told close to 3,000 last night, but I don't know if it's true or not. Wayne's saying two. Uh, But, I mean, listen, you know, a good... Two thousand of us away from home can make plenty of noise, but we need we've got to have something to to to, to tag on to really, haven't we? And they need to turn up on the pitch because it was so quiet. Well, it's gonna be quiet, isn't it? When you're watching what we watched last night, it's gonna be quiet and nobody's gonna get 
be honest, it's it's horrible to hear the away fans singing, is this a library and is this a fire drill? And you're the, you know, mm. it's not what we've been about, is it? For the, since, since we've come back, it's been, it, we've been, we've been noisy and supportive and, and, uh, and, you know, there's been a joy to go into watch Blackpool when we've lost and there was no joy to be found last night. That was for certain. So we've, uh, the World Cup can't come fast enough, really. Um, three months, or sorry, three three to four weeks for players to get back from injury, from sickness. So what's everyone's gut feel then? Um, firstly, at Wigan and... Are we going to get? Are we going to get out of this rut? And who's to blame for the situation we find ourselves in at the moment? Well, I'd um, like to not to win at Wigan. Uh, if we don't, it's going to be a very sorry three weeks. And they better hope England win the World Cup then to take everyone's minds <laughs> off it. That ain't going to happen either. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think. Uh, I don't know. Like I said before, if we if we're gonna if we think we're gonna end up in a proper relegation battle all season, then he's not the man for that job. Do you think we will, Raggy? What's your gut feel? Do you think we're, we're going to be in a relegation battle and we're, we're going to go down? Well, it's, it's hard, isn't it? Because two weeks ago, I didn't think that at all. The last three games, I do think that. But I, like I said, I don't necessarily blame him for getting us in that position been the numerous uh, reasons why but if we are going to be in one I'm not seeing him as the guy that's going to get that get us out with the same team or are they going to say to him look we will get we are going to invest in January you will have the freedom to get three or four players in if the caliber we need if so stick with him if not going to find ourselves late in the season struggling, aren't we, when the players are tired again and injured again. Pete, who's to blame? Rob Walker says 70% the board, 30% Appleton. What's your what's your thoughts on that? Oh, I'm not sure Appleton's to blame at, at the moment. Um, I think the injuries and the illnesses and that, I mean, it's, you know, we said earlier, the injuries are just ridiculous this season. I mean, could even blame the physio. Uh, the physio, uh, physio no, should be on this look, I think there's a lot of luck in it. You know, it's just it's just happened, doesn't it? But I'm not convinced that um, he's been supported properly um, by the board. I'm not sure that they're... We're in the championship, and I know it's easy for me to spend someone else's money, but you've got to look at... You, if you're in the championship, you've got to compete in the championship. If you're on a League One budget, you're not going to compete with the with the players that we need. And you know we've had Thompson and Wright, and the four loanees. And you know we may easy, we could easily be sending three of those loanees back because we're not playing them anyway. Let's hope we do. Was it five loanies with Fiorini? I mean, he looked quite useful, but obviously, you know, when's he going to come back? There's only really Patino um, you'd you'd can you'd want to keep out of that lot, of that rabble. Yeah, what's the point of having them and paying lots of money for them if they're not going to play? I mean, 
So I think the board, I think the recruitment team, as we've said before, I'd like to know what's going on there, how much say the managers have, Appleton, Quitchley, what, you know, what, what say they had. Um, and I think, and I think Neil Critchley leaving at the time he did, even though I'm not that bothered that he left, I think that really put the spanner in the works. And I think he's got to take some of the blame for what's going on at the moment. Right, Tim, to close out, who's to blame? How do you think we're going to get out of this? And are we going to get out of this? No, just to with Wigan on Saturday, I, can't, I generally yeah. can't see us getting the results. I think um, I, I said 2 0, 2 0 to Wigan. Yeah, I just, I think. I just can't see it. I hope I'm wrong. I'm going to be there and I'll be singing myself hoarse trying to encourage them, but I'm, I'm not confident. Um, uh, who's to blame? I think you've fundamentally got to look at recruitment and, and say, and I think I take Pete's point. I think Critchley going to leave him when he did has an impact, but we've been singing the song that we've got this recruitment team that was set up a model where it doesn't matter if the coaches leave because they're the coaches and the recruitment team are responsible for the squad. And the reality is, if you look around, the players that are playing at the moment, a vast majority are or are or were League One players. And, and some of them have the ability to step up to the next level. Some of them have the ability to step up to the next level on occasion. And some haven't got the ability to step up. So, and the reality is we're playing a majority of the team that played for us in League One because our recruitment of players of a better caliber has been non-existent. And um, if you take Patino out of the equation and look who we've got, who we've recruited, who's better than we had when we got promoted, I can't think of one. No. Um, Keogh... As an as a as an old head last year was fantastic. Keogh's probably one of the biggest misses, Tim, isn't he? Huge, He's not been replaced. Huge. He has not and, been replaced. And it was a late one again, wasn't it? And it was about a relocation issue for him because um, obviously, you know, his his family's all down there and whatever, and he was probably living out of a suitcase up here, which you don't want to be doing when you're thirty five, thirty six. So I get all that. But he was a big personality in the dressing room, massive personality. You don't have to watch all the VTs of when they're doing all the shirt unveiling, he's right in the middle of it all, isn't he? And, um, and, and he, was, he, was pro- he was a big, big character. So we've lost him. We've lost Bowler. They were the two recruitees last year and made a difference. Uh, bear in mind, of course, we also had Kevin Stewart fit for at least part of the season. And we had Wintle playing as well, who was a, de- who was a decent mm-hmm. midfield player. So we've got all those, we've got all those players. We had Dujon Sterling, um, so we had we had where we had Glodies coming in, they were bringing in a bit of quality, and we had two quality players. We've lost them. We haven't brought in the quality um, loanies. We've got putting the putting the blunt of it the crap. Pavida's attitude apparently is, is an issue. That's why he's not been playing, not been turned. Again, what I'm hearing on the grapevine, not turning up to training, sent to train with the kids. As a result, this is a this is somebody who's meant to be a Premier League player. Who should be stamping his authority on on a game in the championship? And I was excited when he first joined us. I mean, that first cameo, I thought, great, we've got we might actually find somebody who could do a bit of what Bowler does. And you know what? I've, I won't go back on Theo again, but he's, he's a <laughs> last ten minutes, last fifteen minutes at best. So we've lost the best two. We haven't got good loanees in, and you've got to look. So you've got to say recruitment, recruitment. 
Now, now then whether they've identified players and, and, and the board have said no, because they've got unrealistic expectations as to what this current squad can do, I don't know. And nobody knows that really. So it's difficult to apportion blame between the two. But I don't blame Appleton. I don't blame the players really, most of them. Because most of them week in, week out are playing at the optimum because they have to just to... They, Middlesbrough had a £6 million centre-forward. And they brought a Brazilian off the bench last night. You know, well, we, we're, not in, we're not in the same league. So our players have to be... You know, and you get it in the first year when you come up. They've got to be punching above the weight week in, week out. And the only way you change that is by recruitment. And we haven't done it. Mm. We part, haven't of done Apple, it. part of Appleton's claims were, though, that he was very good in the loan market. <laughs> and other than Patino. But we don't know whether, whether they're his choices or not. I don't know, but it's, I, I hear that. And that, but the reality is, whatever way you look at it, our, our, you know, because the previous year, and it took a while to settle in, but we had Ellis Sims, didn't we? You know, we, we had we had a bit of quality. And Patino has shown some quality, but the reality is, we need three or four. We to 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 actually make an impression on this league. We need three or four quality loanees, and we haven't got we haven't got them. Well, maybe is it Appleton can't get the loanees that he claimed he could? Is he identified them, and then we're not prepared to pay the money, or we can't get them, or there's a reason why they're not? Because all these, a lot of these clubs now, they want they want quite a big money for the loanies. They don't give them away, do they? No. no. Well, be... We should know that. We should know that. Yeah, we should. And we, we've got to be prepared. We've got to be prepared. If you're going to play this league, we are always going to be punching. We're going to be punching because you know there are there are there is absolute madness paid for players in this division. It's 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 the division that loses the most money, and I, I don't think. I don't think the board. I don't think the board are comfortable with the type of outlay that you've got to, um, you've got to, you've got to put down in order just to, in order just to be in there. I mean, we only listen. We 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 laugh at how much Preston lose every week, but the reality is Preston are losing that that amount of money every week just to stay in that division and and survive. And 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 unfortunately. Unless you could do the Brentford, unless you could do a Luton and and and, main, and maintain that, and to a certain degree we did last year, you can't keep doing it. You can't do it year after year after year unless your recruitment is absolutely A1. It's got to be yeah. A1. You've got to be and the, the best. And and some of it's got to be made up by the desire and the motivation to make them players play a little bit better than they probably should or probably are. The Holloway, the Holloway like, factor, Reggie, yeah. The Holloway, yeah. Yeah, well... That's the Bar extra I football. Yeah. Ian manager. Tomo at his side. <laughs> Where's Tomo gone today? I've just seen him. Old. 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 Why are we it not why are we not using Steve? Ironically. Why yeah. Why are we not Where's using they? Steve Thompson? Coming in for Ward, Bridcott and uh, Stewart, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I should okay, okay. I think we'll leave the show on that uh, gag, Reggie. So well done. <laughs> You've certainly earned your call this evening. Um, uh, Raggy, quick, what's your prediction for Wigan before you go? 4-0, win. 4-0, win. Pete? Uh, 2-1 loss. I said 2-0. What did you say again, Tim? Hart says 2-1 win. Uh, Head says 3-0 loss. And on that note, we'll say good... (laughs) 4-0. Let's hope Raggy's right. 
Right, thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for downloading. Like and subscribe. Up the pool. Up the pool. Up the pool. Up the pool. So just before you head off, I'd just like to bring your attention to a Patreon supporter program that we are running. This enables you to just contribute a small monthly amount to help support our show and support our content. So head over to patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod you'll find details of how to sign up it's about three pound fifty per month price of a pint and for that you get a few other bits in return which is access to our private members whatsapp group you'll get some exclusive podcasts competitions so we generally run match pass draws for our patrons and just other random bits and pieces as they come in and we are going to be running an extra time podcast which is going to be an exclusive podcast just for patrons so if you want to sign up, patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod. It'd be great to have you on board. Thanks for listening. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.